Hello everyone and welcome back to, I think it's episode four now. Mm -hmm. The fourth episode of Unjustified Sarcasm. I'm Nancy. And I'm Audrey. And, um, you know, I wanted, I, I sorry. <laughs> I was listening to the past podcast that we did, the third one that we just had up on like Wednesday or whatever, because like we didn't get it up on in time. And I'm, I'm listening to it and I'm like, you know what? I've realized that I don't finish a single train of thought. I start a sentence and then it like never ends. Like I don't ever finish it. I get like sidetracked and I'm like, oh, let me tell you about this other thing. And I just like never ever finish the That's train of funny. thought. <laughs> do you do you feel that way? Like, cause I'm listening to it and it's like, I only understand it because I already knew what I was trying to say. Do you feel do you feel that way with me? I'm just Not like really. I guess because like I spend so much time with you, so I'm kind of used to it. So I don't really notice. Yeah, I kind of now understand because like you know Akshay. Um, do you know him? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, um, he's I I do like forensics and stuff, meaning that at like 7:30 on a Saturday we're at like tournaments and stuff, and we're like doing like speech things and we're supposed to be talking and I'm a morning person so I'm pretty hyper and already like ready to go energetic in the morning and I kind of understand what he's saying now when Akshay's like you know Nancy we all love you but um it is a little bit hard to fully appreciate your personality at 7 30 in the morning without at least two cups of coffee <laughs> and I think that's kind of like how yeah. how that like now I'm kind of understanding it because I have to listen to myself talk and I'm like Jesus, I hate listening to myself. You talk so fast. You don't finish a single thought. You don't make any sense. You're really bad at articulating things, you know? Yeah, honestly, same. I'm listening to you and I maybe it's just because we're used to the way that our speech patterns are. No, I hate the way I talk. Like, I feel like I talk too fast and then I stutter and then, and then like sometimes my voice kind of like turns into a monotone. I sound like I don't want to be here. I don't know, like, you're just, like, more... When I'm listening to the podcast, I'm, like... Audrey's voice sounds good. Like, she's, like, supposed to be, like, recording things. And, like, she's, like... She, like, sounds calm and, like, like all the way collected. And I'm over there and I'm, like, I have no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's all, I think we should just, like, hate our own voices and, like, yeah. the other person's. Yeah. For both of us. Okay, so, um, for today's podcast, I actually, like, took notes for it and everything. And... Wait, no, I want to mention something else. Um, currently, we're not recording in our normal space. Um, we are in my room now. We're not in um, the guest room anymore. And the reason that we're in my room is because we got some new seating. Audrey's currently sitting on the Chase Lounge, which is like a little, um, I don't know how you describe it. It's like a couch, but like with a back on two sides. Uh-huh. And it's like a little little bed. It's I a little use the chaise lounge for Nutcracker every year. Really? It's like, I mean, it's really that. comfortable. I put some yeah, blankets on it and stuff. The Nutcracker one is not very comfortable. It's like very hard. Really? And then the this blankets, is squishy. Put, this is nice and squishy. And the huh? blankets they put on you if you're like Clara, which I was, they're very thin and like kind of scratchy. Uh, no expense was spared here at my <laughs> chaise lounge. And it's like right next to my bed. So I'm currently laying completely horizontally on my bed. And Audrey's like one, one eighth. <laughs> Audrey's like one eighth per one eighth per um one eighth upright and then the rest is horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is kind of nice. We were gonna try out some microphones today, but then Audrey forgot to bring it, so we can't really do that. Um not to worry though, because then Europeans would sorry. <laughs> Every time I use like because in my speech for forensics, I like have these like transition words. And so every time I like try to use a word to like transition away, it's like, 
then I start thinking about my speech about orthodontic cosmetic, cosmetic dentistry. dentistry. And oh so God. then I'm like, not to worry though, because then Europeans would rediscover bone and ivory and would use them in dentures. However, these dentures were extremely uncomfortable and broke down quickly, which is why in the 1700s, they were replaced with porcelain. I'm gonna stop now, that's annoying. Yeah, you need to stop. <laughs> um, so yeah, I rearranged my room and my desk is now no longer where it is and my dresser is moved and my bed is not moved. It's in the same place. And um, it's all going good, it's going Gucci. Um, I don't know if I like this new arrangement yet. Mm, I kinda wanna rearrange my room, but like, how would I rearrange it? Because my yeah. bed and my desk are one. Yeah. And my desk needs to be by a window like, so I can get light. But, but what Audrey means by that is that her bed is like a bunk bed, but then underneath, instead of another bed, it's, it's a like desk. a desk. Yeah, it's a loft bed. And she, I think, didn't you guys make it? Like, yeah, you guys my made dad it out made of like it. My wood. dad made it out of you, like, literally, he just like bought planks of wood and put it you together. You chopped up some wood and then you built it together? Yeah. It yeah, looks nice. Like, I like it. Uh-huh. And there's like a sheet of plywood along like the back to stop it from wobbling. Wobbling. <laughs> um, but like, if I were to move it, I'd... It's like against a corner right now. Like, yeah, my head's like in a corner. If I just move to the other corner, then the ladder would be blocked off, and I can't really move it anywhere else because, because I like the ladder's on one side. Oh no, no, no! Because I like having a window for my desk, which means I can only move it along that one wall. Uh, so I can't just like slide it over. Yeah, I don't I like be able to get on. Like, the I like that yours because the way that I move things is because I added a chase and it's against a wall. It has like two corners of a wall. It has a corner of a wall, two sides of a wall. That means that I don't have enough room for my desk, which was. It used to be up against a wall and now it's the side of it is against a wall, meaning that I have less space in the middle of my room mm -hmm. because I also have a queen bed and it's huge. <laughs> um, Wait, so, does that mean I won't have enough space to sleep over on the floor now? No, you should have enough space because there's still enough like here. Yeah, I guess. But, but it, it ha there's definitely less space because everything oh. used to be pushed against a wall, but now it like extends outwards. Uh -huh. um, no one cares. I love talking about visual things on a podcast that is in no way visual. We just have a YouTube channel for our podcast and just like put a camera while we record too. I just like, Audrey, do you know what I'm wearing right now? <laughs> like, like I, no. Cause the way that we're in is the most unattractive position I've ever been in in my life. Like it's so <laughs> bad looking. All the better for the comedic appeal of our YouTube channel. No, cause we look like two like potatoes just like laid out <laughs> and then like, anyways, we'll move on. And oh, I did want to, uh, okay. So another thing I wrote down some things to topics to talk about, about this week. I don't know if you have anything that you want to talk about, but, um, the things that I'm passionate about, um, if you don't remember, I started a little garden and I started a little compost pile. Um, in case you all want to know about the updates, I told you about the grapes, right? Yeah. We have like grapes hung around our deck. Um, they're starting to grow pretty big and you can like see like the, like the, what are they called when you have a, a bunch of grapes? They're like, you could see the bunches of grapes and they're really cute. Um, but remember how I told you about those Japanese beetles that are like an invasive species oh, yeah. that eat all of the leaves and they like leave them completely like dying? Um, they've returned this year. Uh -huh. They are back and they're in full swing. And so, um, yeah, my parents' free time is now spent trying to kill them and to like, you know, like pluck them off of the leaves. Yeah. And it's like really gross because they're like having like the mating season now or something, Ew. laying eggs and it's so gross. Like, I don't like seeing two bugs attached. Oh, I'm like, okay, we'll move on. But um, as for the compost pile, 
um we just like it's not really like a compost like, like it's not really like formal and it doesn't really work it's not like um anything formal it's just we have a pot and we have some and we put like food scraps in there and like eggshells and stuff and then we put dirt on it and then we just like hopefully the worms will do their jobs i don't know so it's just kind of like this like really low maintenance thing that doesn't that probably doesn't work as a compost but it's we've filled almost the full pot like it's a pretty big pot it's like i'm putting my arms in the air but i can't tell you how big i don't have any spatial like she's like putting her arms in first position portable yeah first is portable and ballet but it's like it's like the circumference of my arms and then it goes down wide like maybe like two or three feet yeah oh that's big yeah that's really big part i mean it tapers down at the bottom but um hopefully the wormies in there are doing their jobs um and like eating and like dispersing and stuff because mm-hmm. did you know you know the myth that like a worm if you cut it in half will grow into two segments yeah it's not true mm-hmm um it's true that worms can regenerate but it like okay if you've ever looked at an earthworm it's like this long skinny little thing right i try not to look at earthworms they freak me out <laughs> okay but i don't know even oh i know how i know this it's because i went to the summer camp and in that summer camp they like brought in someone who had like a worm farm and we got to hold the worms and we learned about worms and stuff Audrey made some faces to me. You weren't one of those girls that like played with worms when they were little. No, I did, and then I grew out of that. Oh, I've never grown out of it. I just grew into like a, I hate all bugs, and that's where worms are not bugs, Audrey. I hate all creepy crawlies. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna keep going because this is really interesting, and I love telling people. Okay, so I have this again with me not finishing my thoughts. Sorry, I'm just gonna go on this little tangent and then I'll go back. But it's basically like I have this weird knowledge like i just have so much weird trivia facts that no one cares about no one wants to know but i just like i have to tell people about it just like how i know that avocados have no natural predators anymore or like people that eat it because like it used to be like before the ice age or whatever like there's there are animals that were big enough herbivores that were big enough to swallow an avocado whole you've seen an avocado you know how big they are and actually they have like this fatty acid that's actually like poisonous to a lot of the animals today like dogs and cats can't eat avocados because it's like poisonous for them Mm -hmm. but humans are not poisoned by it just like we aren't poisoned by caffeine or capsaicin which is the stuff that makes spicy things spicy like peppers and stuff poisoned by like oh isn't it like we poison ourselves for fun alcohol yeah wasn't it like coffee or something like like caffeine that's what i said yeah um so anyways that's what am I even talking about anymore? I don't know what I, okay, anyways, back to the worm thing. Um, if you've ever looked at a worm, it's got this little like um, thicker part. It's like a little like, it's like a band that goes around the worm. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like it's like closer to one end. Uh-huh. Um, and then like, it's like long. And then the rest of like the squishy long worm. Okay, well that band is basically a marker of like where the worms like all of its internal organs are in that part of the worm from like it's one end to the 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 the, the band you know so it's mm-hmm. like you know how it's closer to one side that's like where all of the thing is so if you're looking at it lengthwise most of the worm is just like a digestive tract it's just like where the um I guess intestines are is where most of it most of it is it's just like one long tube of intestine Ew. Intestine singular. Yeah, it's just like one. Ew. I think. And then they like poop it out and then it's dirt. Um, but the thing is, if you cut it in half, but like outside of that 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 tube that goes around that marker, um, 
if you cut it like past it on the side that's longer, if you cut it somewhere on the side that's longer, then it can regrow its digestive tract. But if you were to cut it on the shorter side and then like cut it there, that means you're like cutting through its like internal organs and then both ends will die. But you will never be able to get two worms out of one cut. You'll only be able to like have one end that lives, which is the end that has all the digestive, that has the, um, the internal organs, and then one end that just like, it becomes dead, which is the part that only has the digestive tract. You, they, he can't get like, they can't like regrow their like brain and their heart or whatever. They can only regrow digestive intestines. Mm-hmm. What are we even talking about? Worms. <laughs> I've been explaining mm-hmm. worms for like the, okay. Mm-hmm. We'll move on. Anyway, so um, Audrey, did you have anything else that you have, partaken in this week that's as interesting as my compost pile is it's like the same as last week like i've just baked bread again <laughs> is it good it's better I than last brought, times you brought me some brownies yeah that's with sourdough discard do you have to put sourdough in everything like can you put it in everything yeah anything with like flour and water yeah what does it do like, like just flavor like, it just like adds, it adds some flavor. flavor like sometimes you can taste it like these brownies i think you can taste like a little bit of like tang it's, i like, don't it's like sour <laughs> no it's not bad it's like it's like if you put like sour sometimes you put like sour cream in like recipes kind of like a i don't effect. like sour cream right i forgot <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay i'll, yeah. I'll enjoy it like, probably yeah, i like sometimes i like them. and then like sometimes you can't really tell there's like discard in it like i made like a lemon cake with them i don't like how you call it discard what are all are you supposed to call it? I don't know. It sounds like discharge, and that makes me think Ew. <laughs> Great. Now that reminds me of it, too. And I don't really like that. What should I call it in sourdough? Discharge is normal, Audrey. We shouldn't yeah. be ashamed of our bodies. But now, but like the word, so the word just feels <laughs> gross. Oh, oh. Okay. We're going to move on. <laughs> if you have anything else that you remember, just like feel free to jump in because it's a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so in my notes, I wrote intro and then I wrote meat, M-E-A-T with a colon, meat, for like the part that I was really, and then I have like bullet points. Okay, uh-huh. I'm gonna just, we're gonna introduce the topic today. So Audrey and I wanted to kind of talk about anxiety during the pandemic, um, but we wanted to make it, sorry, I can't breathe because I'm laying down. <laughs> congestion issues okay so um audrey and i wanted to talk about anxiety during the pandemic but like we want to make it clear like we're not licensed we're like teenagers so like we're not qualified to talk about this really at (laughs) at all um but we just want to talk about like what we're going through because i think it's natural um and i think everyone's kind of going through it Mm -hmm. and i think it's kind of important to talk about because it's like it's normal and not talking about it makes everyone kind of feel alone. And, you know, it's kind of cheesy, but it's like, we're all in this together is what everyone's saying. But Start it's like, it's kind, of, it's, it's kind of true, you know? Uh-huh. Like we need to support each other even more during this time. Like reach out to your friends, see what they're doing. Um, maybe annoy them if they don't really like you, but <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, it's important to talk about because I feel like it's, it's important, you know? Yep. To try to feel more normal and try to like, find a way to keep living through this in a healthy, happy way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, so I personally think that everyone's, everyone's dealing, okay, and by the way, we're not, we're not talking about, like, anxiety in the way of, like, a disorder. We're talking about anxiety, like, the emotion that 
that it's like short term and it's like what you experience now in the moment due to some like you can like label the fact like you can point to what's making you feel anxious and if you do have like um chronic anxiety or like an anxiety disorder then um audrey and i cannot really help in any meaningful way because you know we're Let's just gonna talk about we're psychologists what did you say it's not pretend we're psychologists um actually Andre, you might not know that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah i would definitely seek out to reach for help like that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go to like a scary doctor like um it's perfectly fine to go to a therapist but if you don't feel comfortable with that if you are dealing with some um just long-term anxiety uh depression anything like that then like at least reach out to like a friend or like a trusted family member who you your can, dog your well, I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how helpful that is, but you know, like I would definitely do that because you know there are times that like I feel like I need my mom, and there are times that I feel like I need my 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 I was gonna say my Audrey, and I was like that's not that's not, <laughs> and there are times that I need my Audrey who's on call on demand for me all the time. I just live in her closet, and she beckons me forth when she needs me. <laughs> Um, yeah, she gets one meal a day. She lives in my basement. Um, no, your closet. Oh, oh, my closet. <laughs> <laughs> my closet is like two feet by like three feet. Exactly. Okay. I just live in there and you throw me a piece of bread every day. <laughs> I throw you a chunk of bread, maybe some cheese if I'm feeling spicy. <laughs> Have you seen those TikTok videos that are like, when I'm feeding my hostage today, like, yes, I'm, like, I'm going to give her like some watermelon. I'm going to put some hot sauce on it because she was really naughty today and I'm not going to give her any I water. I love those TikToks. They're so funny. <laughs> so funny. Um, I love TikTok. Like, what a weird, like... <laughs> It's I like, love the different sides of TikTok. Like, mm-hmm. Bean's TikTok is truly amazing. Um, okay, wait. Did I tell you about that one time that um, my mom, like, a couple days ago at night, she was like, hey, uh, hey, Nancy, um, why is everyone, like, I'm on the internet. Like, she like she has her, like, Asian forums, like, Asian uh-huh. forums. And she's like, hey, um, you know, why is Xiaohua piao piao beifong? Yeah, my mom figured that out when I set that as a rule in Mao. And then really? she was like, why is this such a big deal? And then she finally figured it out. Oh, yeah, I, I was there. The meme, yeah? No, but, like, my mom just asked me, like, out of the blue, she's like, why is this trending? Like, why does pe- why do people care about this? And then I showed her um, the side of TikTok, and she's absolutely dying. She's like, why is this a thing? Like, why is this white Have you heard boy? the remixes? No. <laughs> like, 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 beats in the back? Like, I don't know. My favorite so one that I've ever seen is, like, like there's this guy who's like actually singing like his accents are better than mine and he's like singing about uh, he's singing the song and he's like walking through his like garage or whatever and at the end he goes baked beans <laughs> holding a can of baked beans yeah i don't i don't i don't remember who he is dang i wish i had his at or something but i don't have it but it's my favorite tiktok i've ever seen in my life <laughs> it's so good like all the sides, like deep TikTok where you just like deep fry all your videos and it's like super crunchy and it's like a really weird music and it's like kind of like low key creepy and just like kind of people like screaming at you through like really low video quality. <laughs> or my favorite ones are like they have the microphone like literally two inches from their face. No, not even two inches. It's like literally in their mouth. It's like <laughs> kind of a thing. It's like you can't understand what they're saying. And or like that one time, it's like why don't we just relax and turn on the radio? Would you like am or? Hmm? 
Yeah, or like, or like the Spotify ads, or like, oh, I got are into a Scottish TikTok. Are you Are you? Okay. Anyways, we have to move on because we're not even talking about what we're actually supposed to be talking about. TikTok is. We should. We should do an episode on TikTok. Tickety talks. Talk tick. Tick. TikTok. Dang it! I'm not smart. I can't come up with these like fast-paced, like witty comments. Like I'm not good at that, like at all. Yeah, I just came up with like the most basic one where you just switch around the words. No, but you. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, no. Okay, we actually have to move on. Okay, so I definitely think that um, the pandemic and all that is definitely um, a major cause of anxiety, and, and and like everyone is kind of feeling the pressure right now. Um, but I don't know. I have a list prepared and I see Audrey it doesn't. So I'm just going to start on like what's making me anxious. Um, Audrey and I are like fortunate enough to live in an area that we don't live in a big city. Um, that's like crowded or whatever. We live in white suburbia. <laughs> so we fit right in. And this is on white. <laughs> white. White. <laughs> and Audrey and I are not white. So we fit we right in. yellow. And we also live in a red state, so Audrey and I fit right into that. <laughs> Us red. two leftist yellow people. <laughs> um, anyways, so Audrey and I are lucky enough not to, like, I don't actually, I don't know about you, but I don't actually know anyone that has gotten the coronavirus, much less anyone who's, like, passed away from the coronavirus. And I feel really mm-hmm. lucky that I don't actually, I'm not super anxious about, like, actually getting the virus because it seems like it's yeah. just a new way of life for me, you know? Like, it's uh-huh. just like I get used to it. And, like, I feel like we should. I saw this one, like, graphic that was, like, in March, like, actual coronavirus and, like, fear of coronavirus. Like, yeah. Oh, wait, why am I using my hands? Like, actual, like, coronavirus is, like, small and then, like, fear <laughs> of coronavirus is, like, huge. Yeah. And then now in, like, June, like, actual coronavirus it's is huge. huge. And, and then the fear, fear of coronavirus is, like, small. Is, like, small. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it completely kind of baffles me. But, like, now it's just, like, I kind of got used to it. You know, like, we've set new routines. Like, online school's kind of over and stuff. And so, like, I got used to it pretty quickly. Like, we don't go out ever. And I'm, like, used to it because I didn't go out ever either in the <laughs> past. Um, so, like, it's just, I don't, like, this actual coronavirus, like, the virus itself doesn't really cause much anxiety in me. I don't know about you, Audrey. Yeah. I mean, I just wish I could, like, go out with, like, my friends or, like, go to the pool or, like, go shopping in a mall without, like, wearing a mask. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really done anything except for do podcast and then <laughs> sit in my room. I've gone shopping a couple of times, like with my mom for groceries and then like once like Sephora because we needed like skincare. Yeah, I have, but, like not we get like groceries delivered, so. Mm-hmm. But like we've, I, but I've also like gone back to school to like go collect my belongings and well, stuff. Well, yeah, that was like one like, time. And yeah. then I like a few weeks ago, I like left the house like four times in a week for driver's ed. Oh, I was, like, I, in a car yeah. with one other person. Like, both of us had masks on, and we just, like, drove for half an hour. Yeah. An hour and a half, sorry. Yeah, our dance studio is starting to reopen, too, which is kind I'm of exciting. I'm going back to the studio for the first time this week, and I'm really excited. You are? Uh-huh. Yeah, my, I don't really feel comfortable with that yet, so, like, I don't... There's I think I'm so continue. many rules. You have to, like, leave your shoes outside in a plastic bag. You have to bring your own water bottle, which I never do anyway. Which you're supposed to do anyway. Water. I mean, you're supposed to do that anyway, but I never I know, do. but I just use the drinking fountain. Yeah, and, like, you're going to have, like, a set spot in the studio, and you have to, like, stay there, and you have to dance with masks on which i'm going to die of lack of oxygen yeah i'm not really comfortable going back to the dance studio yet so that's why i'm like kind of like staying home still but it's not really like fear of coronavirus as much as i don't want to have to follow those rules i think it'd just be easier for me to dance in my studio in my home well yeah because i have like plenty of room at home and so i'm i'm like really fortunate to have like a really big space in marley i have marley but i have a big space but that's why uh-huh. i have like fairly big space yeah anyway so like like 
area in front of the kitchen. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Been there, but yeah. But long-winded conversation just to say we don't actually like feel, we're lucky enough not to actually feel the effects of the virus itself. Mm -hmm. um, but what is making me anxious, like one of the things that is making me the most scared and upset and just sad, frankly, is kind of how coronavirus has dredged up and kind of reinforce the idea of normalized racism oh. um, against Asian people and yeah. um, during this time, um, East Asian people. And I think we're about to launch into a conversation about this that's really long. Yeah. But what I do want to put as a disclaimer is that Audrey and I are both East Asian, yellow, um, Chinese Americans. Well, Audrey's like Chinese, Canadian, American, Quebec person. <laughs> okay, like my nationality is Canadian, but like I'd say my ethnicity is like Asian American, right? Yeah, because like you grew up in America. Uh -huh. But it's like, um, I understand um, that people who are, that we do have like a lighter skin kind of a privilege. Mm -hmm. um, and that people who are from South Asia, Southeast Asia, the Middle East even, like, I understand that they go through some, they go through a lot of like racism and um, it's, I feel like it's even more normalized in a way uh -huh. compared to the racism that we, we go through. By talking about this, we're not trying to like take away from other No, we definitely struggles. do not want to take away from that but, like, like at all. We, we understand it, and we yeah. recognize it and we acknowledge it. But we just want to talk about it like from our perspective as like two yellow people living in white suburbia. Right. Like we, we can only talk about the experiences that we go to. Just like you wouldn't come to me to talk about like black oppression because mm -hmm. I'm not black <laughs> and I haven't been oppressed the way that black people have in America. So I can only really talk from, from my own experience and Audrey can only talk from her own experience. But with that, I think we can launch into this kind of like internal or er, normalized racism against um, Asian people and during this time, Chinese people, people who are East Asian. Yeah, East, it's not just Chinese people. Yeah. Because like, like, it's not white people think we all look the same. Yeah, it's like white people think that we all look the same and frankly, it doesn't really matter. Like it's just, uh -huh. it's it's there and it's alive. It's like, it goes as far back as I could remember. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like in growing up, there was so, there was not really representation of me and mm -hmm. the people that I look like on TV that wasn't a stereotype. Yeah. Oh my God. And then like, and like have you ever watched so Bumped? Stereotypical. Have you watched Bumped? Yeah. It's a Disney show. And basically there's one East Asian character. Her name's like Vi Violet or something. I don't remember. Uh, but it's one Asian character. And guess what? She hasn't had an ounce of fun in her life. She only studies. She plays the violin like 14 hours a day. Yeah. She, like, it's every single like, stereotype. All the stereotypes, like, like Harry Potter. Like, her name is literally freaking Cho Chang. Cho Chang. Like, I don't even understand, like, like, it's just so and many also stereotypes. Ravenclaw, which is the house that is, like, known for being smart. Right. And that's, like, the thing of, like, the only characters that we've ever seen are stereotypes. That's mm -hmm. the only kind of character that we've seen. And growing up, I didn't even get to like experience that until I was a little bit older. When I was in first grade, we learned about, you know, things like the civil rights movement and everything. But up until like far later in grade school that I'd like to admit, I literally thought there were only two races. I thought there was white and there was black because that was the only kind, those are the only two races that anyone ever mentioned. So growing up, I thought I was white because no one ever told me that there were like more than just white and black. Uh -huh. You know, it's like, I'm not trying to like say that like civil rights and, and like slavery and everything is like, it shouldn't be taught and it's like not important. That is 100% not what I'm saying because 
obviously it is so important. We cannot forget our past like that. And it's, and, and black people really have suffered a lot in terms of um, everything starting from slavery and now into like police brutality and just racism. But I think that um, that shouldn't take away from any other minority groups mm -hmm. suffering. And I'm not trying to take away from anyone suffering. Just again, speaking only from what Audrey and I know. Uh -huh. It's like, I grew up thinking I was white because like the way my teacher explained it was that people with lighter skin were treated better than people with darker skin. So I looked down at my arm, guess what? It just looks like I'm just a tan white person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So growing up, I thought I was white because no one told me otherwise. Mm -hmm. That's how I know that race isn't an inherent thing that everyone is born with the knowledge of. No one is born with the knowledge of race. We are taught that by society. We're taught racism. We're taught mm -hmm. about these things. And it's, and I feel like I'm just kind of like, evidence of that really <laughs> i mean i feel like i never really thought i was white like i always knew i was like chinese but i didn't really think much of it right you know? like i could see i was like well i see sally over there and she's got blue eyes and george over there's got uh got blonde hair um and you know they have creases and i have a monolid but that never really computed to me as that means you're different like on yeah. a racial level like i never that was never like that was never like put into my brain until it was mm-hmm I was like, oh yeah, I'm like Chinese, like the rest of them are white, but like that doesn't matter, right? Like I'm just like going to school and like, yeah. I didn't like, I didn't think that should really like affect anything. But it's so normalized. Like, I'm sure you've heard every joke in the book, just like I've heard every joke in the book. It's like, how do you blindfold a Chinese person using a piece of dental floss? How do Chinese people name their children? They throw a bell down the stairs, you know, scribbling down a random things on a piece of paper. What does this mean in Chinese? Or like, or like or saying like, ching chong, ching chong. What does that mean in Chinese? And it, it, I'm like, I'm getting kind of worked up about it because it's like, I've heard every joke in the book and it's not funny. Even the jokes that are like, you know what Chinese people eat? Their dog. Things like that. And everything about that, kind of just like every single thing, it's so normalized. And people would say that I was sensitive. And you know what that leads to? It leads to so much hate towards myself, towards the food that I ate, you know, towards towards the accent that my parents spoke with. I hated that. Mm -hmm. I hated everything that's made me different, even when I should have been embracing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember when I was like little, I wanted to like look white. Like I wanted to oh have like God. blue eyes, and, yes, like, like blonde or like red hair. Because that's the only kind of person that was considered beautiful. And it's mm -hmm. like screw you. Because even though I don't match European beauty standards, it's taken me so long to try and accept the fact that like I have like a monolid and that's beautiful, and mm -hmm. I have darker skin, but I'm still beautiful, and that I have dark hair and that's still beautiful. That that I don't have parents who are white and they won't completely understand America's culture and they won't ever behave like the PTO moms that the P, or sorry the PTA moms that like just like are the room moms or whatever you know doing the uh -huh. parties and stuff and it's like growing up I don't like I'm thinking back to everything from like when I was little and it's so like all of the jokes and stuff people told me I was being sensitive that it didn't matter that it just you know because mm -hmm. racism is so that racism was just so like normalized and ingrained in us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even from like the first day of like first grade, you bring lunch to school. Ew, why does your food smell so bad? And when it's like literally just fried rice too or something. And it's like, do you know what that made me do? That's made me buy school lunch 
every single day of my life. You know why? Because it's easier than just answering the questions of why does it smell so bad every single time I open my lunch, mm -hmm. you know? And so like, so that led to this feeling of just like, if I did this one thing, if I, if I learned more about like football, if I, if I um, embraced everything about American culture, if I learned about American celebrities, if I, if I listened to American music, if I just stopped, stopped showing people that like, I fit some of the stereotypes of like, I get good grades, you know? Or even the thing of like, I would get like an A in the class or I would get 100% on the test. And it was never because like I studied hard or I no, worked hard. It was hard. because you're Asian. It was just because I was Asian is what people told me. Uh -huh. And it's like, you're like, you like, you're so happy that you like finished the semester with like good grades and people are like, oh yeah, of course you did. Cause and it's like, you're Asian. And like, even now, like sometimes that still like happens. Right? That happens people so are much. thinking, But like, they don't say like, of course you're because you're Asian anymore. But you can tell that's kind of like implied. That's implied. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's even the thing of like, do you know how many times I've asked if Audrey was my sister or some oh other Asian person was my sister or brother? And it's like, yes, I'm related to, to every, every single, single other Asian person in yes. the world. Yes, and it's like, or teachers that don't really care about correcting the right names, like mm -hmm. correct, like calling you Audrey or Nancy or whatever, like interchangeably, because it doesn't matter. They don't spend as much effort trying to differentiate between the two of us, even though there are major differences, than they do with the 15 blonde Hannahs in the class. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. I'm getting worked up and I'm like, it's just, when I would like go to dance, it's like, I would like carpool with some of my other friends who just like happened to be Asian. I remember I was leaving. This one girl goes, oh, I didn't know the three of you were all sisters. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, it, it's kind of so frustrating because it's so normalized. Even when we experience blatant racism. Okay, so in seventh grade, eighth grade, eighth grade, <laughs> Audrey and I, um, we were in this class and there are some other people in our class and they used so much blatant, they just were so blatantly racist to us. They, they, they were, um, just to name a few examples, they use Google Translate to like translate the things into Mandarin so that they would make like the voice say the things yeah. in Mandarin. They told us to go back to our railroad. Well, they, first they translated a bunch of cuss words. They translated a bunch of cuss words like, and they told us to go back to our railroad. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, when you say that, you're ignoring the fact that on those transcontinental railroads, Asian people, Chinese people, in specific, uh, sp uh, dang it, why can't I make a sentence? Specifically, Chinese people were paid less. They were paid less to do the more dangerous jobs, such as putting died. explosives inside of mountains that were, they were so much more likely to die, but they were paid less. You know why? Racism. The Chinese Exclusion Act. The fact that like, Angel Island, everything like this, it's so ingrained in society. It's like, sure, we've heard about all of the, about the Holocaust and everything, which was horrible, by the way. I'm not trying to like minimize that. But have we heard about the Japanese internment camps that happened in the United States during World War II as well? Do we not ever really. learn about that? The only way I learned about that, I remember, was like by reading like historical fiction and that was like brought up and I was like, wait, how come I've never heard of this? You've never heard of it because we're <laughs> ignored. We slipped through the cracks. You know, I was reading the sentence in an article explaining racism in the United States and it said things like, black people are always viewed as dangerous. Um, Hispanic people are viewed as illegal and Asian people are viewed as the forever foreigners. Yeah, oh, my, oh I seen that one too, yeah. It's, I said that to my parents and they were like, oh my God, that's so true. Like, it's, 
that's the reason why when I go and meet a new person, I try to speak to them as quickly as I can to show them, hey, look at me. We have the same accent. I don't speak with an accent like those, you know, Asian people. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's like, so I show them that I have a perfect American accent thinking that they'll make them accept them. But it's like, I feel like I'll never be accepted here because I don't really feel like I'm accepted in America. I'm too, I'm too Chinese to be American, but I'm too American to be Chinese. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in America, I didn't spend all of my focus and energy trying to preserve my culture and like learn the language. Like I go to China, I can barely speak to my relatives. <laughs> I can't read a single freaking You can sign. read more than me, okay? Like you're at least like semi-literate in Chinese because you went to I'm Chinese not. school. You went to Chinese school. Yes. You can read a yes. little bit. Yeah, but like it's because in America, by admitting that like, by, by telling people that I go to Chinese school, they'll be like, ew, that's another thing that's weird and Asian and foreign mm -hmm. about you. Or it's like by telling them that like, by like telling them about my culture that makes me weird and other. And it's like, there's a reason why I've never celebrated, you know, like I don't like to draw attention to the fact that I celebrate the spring festival and I've never celebrated, you know, the dragon boat races and like the, the, all of the traditional Chinese holidays. Instead, you know what I celebrated? Easter, Christmas. Guess what? I'm not Christian, but I celebrate them. Yeah. You know, I told my mom about the tooth fairy. I told my mom about the Easter bunny because I wanted so badly to fit in. And so I turned my back on everything that made me Chinese. Mm -hmm. like, but then, I, like, I'm not accepted in China either. Like, I celebrate, like, Chinese things, like, with my family, but, like... You don't talk bit. about I it. I don't ever talk about it, yeah. Because they, like, people they, like, look at you at school, like, what is that? Like, you're... Stop. Like, stop talking about <laughs> it because it's, like, it's weird and you're Asian. And, like, I don't want to... Like, it's, it makes you feel so uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's, like, I go to China and I also don't feel accepted because I'm too American. It's, like, she looks like us. Like, people in the airport or whatever, she's, like, she looks like us. Why is she carrying a blue passport instead of a red one? Why is she going to the foreigners line? You know, like, like why is she speaking like perfect English? Or like, but she can barely she form a coherent <laughs> thought in Chinese, and they judge me for it. I can feel the judgment in both sides. And but so then, I like, feel I can also then also like a lot of people in China are be like, "Wow, you're like Chinese is so good for like a foreigner," which is just like, yeah, like, you really like, don't fit into either side. Yeah, and so that's why I kind of like you look at my friend group, and there's like out of 12 girls that we eat lunch with, there's two that are white, only two. And you know why? People may make fun of it and it's like, why do you have so many Asian friends? Because they understand what I go through. They understand uh -huh. my my feelings and my past. And it's like, Audrey and I don't sit around and like complain about our lives because we're already very fortunate, but Audrey understands what it's like to have to sit through these jokes and be like, that's racist. And people being like, oh, you're sensitive. Or like the Fox eye trend on TikTok. No, and people are like, like like, and people are pulling back their eyes and they're like, why is that so bad? You know, mm -hmm. why is that so bad? It's like, we're not saying because that we, we want literally got eyes. made fun of for like that for forever. And now like people are making it like a trend. Like, yeah, no, fashion, but here's like, the thing. Here's the thing that I find even grosser. It's like when people are like calling people out and it's like, you're not allowed to pull back your eyes. That's extremely racist. People are like, as if we'd ever want monolids like an Asian person. Oh. And it's like, I'm sorry. I don't know if you've noticed, but Asian people actually look very different. Audrey has a crease, uh, but I don't. I, don't. I have a monolid. Yeah. And here's the thing though, both of us are beautiful and do you, I'm, do you know how long it's taken me to try to even accept the fact that I can be beautiful with, without having European features? Like, you look at me and there's no way you can't notice that I'm Asian because it's- Are you crying? I'm crying. <laughs> Don't cry. I know. It's, it's like, 
you look at me, there's no way that you can't tell of what my heritage is. Mm-hmm. There's no way because you have eyes. I'm not trying, but like by by ignoring it or by saying these jo- like I just want people if anyone's even listening to this just like understand that your actions causes so much pain. It causes self-hate. You know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's caused me to hate where I came from. To hate where my parents came from. How they speak with an accent. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's caused me to, like, want to be as American as possible. But it's impossible for me to be that way. Because there's no way I can change my skin color. My hair color. The Mm -hmm. way my eyes are shaped. There's, I can't change that. Mm Mm-hmm. And... And then when, like, people, like, take, like, our culture and then, like, make it into, like, a trend. Or, like, the fox eyes. Or, like, where people wearing, like... Or, like, putting, like, Chinese dragons on, like... Or Chinese characters on like shirts, or like making like Tepal inspired clothing. Yeah, and it's like. Or wait, did you see that one culture. where it's like the Corona time with the it's school like, in like Belgium or whatever that had like oh a girl pulling God. back her eyes inside of like a little like that hat, and then so it was bad. like the yeah um cultural appropriation at its finest. Uh-huh. Do you know like Audrey and I both do Chinese dance and we like celebrate Chinese New Year and we like have this performance and stuff with a whole bunch of other Chinese American girls, and we just like it's. It's like I can't celebrate my, my part of my culture, like this part of me that I can never, ever, ever remove. Mm-hmm. But I've wanted so badly to. I've mm-hmm. wanted so badly not to eat the food. And like I've changed so much about me. And I just, there's, there's that part of me that's like inside of me. I don't want to be different at all. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I've kind of, like, grown into just, like, accepting it and just being, like, well, like, my culture's, like, fine, I guess. Like, I don't really care what other people think. Yeah. But then, like, even still, like, I remember when I was, like, younger, all I wanted to do was, like, eat, like, an American dinner, like, how Americans did it with, like, instead of, like, every person having a bowl of rice and yes. a bunch of, like, stuff in the middle. Oh like, God, I wanted, exactly I wanted, to I wanted have, like, everyone to have plate. their own plate of yeah. pasta instead of having, like, a, like, a, like, all sorts of dishes in the middle of the thing and then each person being able to, like, grab them with their chopsticks or whatever. And it's, like... That's what I've. That's the only thing I've wanted is to be American my entire life. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting to realize that, like, it's, it's, it's because of this racism. And it's like when I'm talking about like the jokes and stuff about like, oh, how do you blind a Chinese person or like throwing a bell down the stairs, etc. For naming children, I've heard that from Chinese people. Mm-hmm. Chinese American people have told me those jokes, expecting me to laugh and find them funny. And that's just how far the self hate goes. Yep. And it's like when you say jokes about. Like, the throwing a bell down the stairs. I don't know if you know this, but Chinese people name their children very um, auspicious things, if you will. Like, they 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 name their children with meaning. My last name means car. I'm not talking about surnames. Yeah, I'm talking about, still. like, your actual name. Like, <laughs> for example, my Chinese name is Pei Yifei. So, the first part is a surname. So, Pei is my surname. But then, Yifei, um, a Yi is, like, um... It's a type of mythical bird, similar to like a phoenix, is what my my grandpa named me. And Fay means fly, so it's basically phoenix fly. Mm-hmm. I never learned the meaning of my name except for my last name. Literally means car in Chinese. Run, Yi, Yi. Is it Jade? Is it written like Jade? You're speaking to the person that is illiterate in Chinese. How would I know? Okay. Is it like it's a line, a line, a stick, a line, and then a dot? Yeah. 
That's Jade. Okay. So part of your name means Jade. The last part means Jade. And I'm. I think run doesn't that mean like good, like just like pure good. I think that's what it means. <laughs> Again, illiterate in Chinese here. But like, it's like it's when you say that it hurts so badly because it's like my name is. It's not generic. It's like you know in America you go down the street and you find fifteen Davids and fourteen Hannahs. Everyone in China has. A special kind of a name, mm -hmm. like it's. And like you won't really find like, like the same there, name over yeah. and over. You won't find the same name over and over because Chinese that makes take like so much pride learning in it. names in China like really hard. Like I'm it's really, really bad hard at because naming. we don't grow up with that. Chinese names. Yeah, yeah. but we try because it's special. it's special. And it's like my mom's name. Her name is um, Tang Fengming, and so Tang is her surname, and then Fengming. Um, it's just like Ming. I think it means like clever and like cunning and kind of like a. Like a like a like really bright and intelligent, and then Fong is um it's it's also another mythical bird. <laughs> We're all just mythical birds here, <laughs> but it's like oh or when people <sighs> when our president says it's the Chinese, Chinese virus, virus or and he's people like, say it's not racist because the virus came from China and it's like what about the Spanish flu? I don't know if you knew this, but, but the, the Spanish, Spanish flu came in Kansas from Kansas. We don't call it the and like by that same logic, we should call like the Black Plague like the European plague that killed a third of the world's population. Yeah, like it's 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 racist because it enables people to continue this normalized racism against Asian people mm -hmm. and. Oh, did you see Lululemon had like the Chinese takeout box with like a bat on it? Yeah, not buying from them anymore. <laughs> like, even though it wasn't like affiliated with the company, like the company still is like the company's like one of their like executives, and it was and Lululemon like the company itself is racist because it's they called Lululemon because they said that Japanese people right. can't pronounce their L's. Like I listen to um I listen to a lot of podcasts, but like the How I Built This podcast, they ha they interviewed the um. What you call it? The founder, the CEO person of Lululemon. He even admitted to it. Oh my god! So it's like these things. It's like, or or I see TikToks of people being like, I can't do insert spring sport because some dude in China decided to eat a bat. It's like okay. So there's a couple problems with this. I'm gonna unpack this slowly, methodically, in the only way that I can, because. Um, what you're saying is extremely ethnocentrist. Now, if you don't know, ethnocentric... Ethnocentrism is like racism, both like ethnicities. Um, basically meaning that you're viewing other cultures, practices, habits, everything through your own culture. Meaning like in America, it's completely not okay to eat bats and dogs, but it's completely fine to eat pig flesh and cow flesh. Mm -hmm. But like, for example, in India, where a lot of people are Hindu, it's completely not okay to eat cow flesh. Or to Muslims, people who practice Islam, they think it's completely unacceptable to eat pig flesh, mm -hmm. but you still do it. Why? Because it's not your culture. That's that's what your culture tells you is fine. You follow your own culture because that's what you grew up in, and that's fine to follow your own culture. But you can't blame other people for that. Mm -hmm. And also in China, you know what? It's called a very um, unevenly developed country. Like in Meaning, most parts of China, you probably won't find people eating bats and dogs. Like I've been to so many different parts of China. Like I've been to so many different regions. I've been to like Qinghai, like up in the north. That was like really fun, by the way. And then like Xi'an in like the middle, and then like Beijing and Shanghai, like along the east. And then there's like uh, Kunming and like Chongqing and Chengdu, also like kind of in the middle, but like more kind of to the southwest. Yeah. And then, like, never have I, like, never, not even once have I seen, like, eating bats or, like, dogs. Mm -hmm. Like, I've eaten, like, 
like n- very normal things. Like I've eaten like beef and like pork and normal like lamb. Normal to Americans. Normal to Americans. Yeah. Pork, beef, lamb. But here's the thing, though. We, the, all of the regions that you're talking about, most of them are along the eastern, never eat so, the eastern area of China. <laughs> so what's important to know is that because it's an unevenly developed country, a lot of the development in cities and people and big bustling riches, rich richness, rich money, um, are along the eastern part of the country. But as far as you go like out, out, out to the west, mm-hmm. it's you get a lot more subsistence farmers. Yeah. People who grow things so that they can continue to survive. Well, if survival means that you have to eat something that Americans find ungross and weird and bad, so be it. You're going to survive. Jesus Christ. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's, it's not a, it's not. (sighs) And then people like, like to vilify Chinese people in general, just because like the government's like communist or like not even like fully communist. Government? The okay. government is like Here's a dictatorship. Here's the thing about communism. <laughs> we'll unpack communism and then we'll explain why governments don't represent the people. Uh-huh. Um, communism, for one, it's on the scale of capitalism to communism. Um, something in the middle is called socialism. So communism is everyone has its part and everyone gets the exact same thing. The government takes care of everyone. And like it's like the government is like literally like all the way hands deep into business. Mm-hmm. And then... Capitalism is the government has like completely hands-off approach and it's basically like it's like a market like whoever is better wins whoever isn't is not good but duh. Um, <laughs> I hate how I'm not able to express anything and then somewhere in the middle of that it's like a scale is socialism socialism is, socialism is another kind of economic um, economic economy 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 (laughs) Um, socialism means that the government has some control and then the people have some control like the market has some control Mm -hmm. that's kind of like how it is and so if you think about it america is kind of a socialist country you know why because we are capitalists in the fact that like businesses can survive and thrive based on their own merit but then also we have child labor laws we have minimum wage laws the government had definitely has its hands on the economy in some way but like it's but it's it's still like definitely leaning towards capitalism though right it's yeah it's still like it's it's all on a scale so it's definitely more capitalist than say china but china isn't completely communist because guess what they trade with other countries that's not communist Mm -hmm. like like all the little trade games that like trump likes to complain about Mm -hmm. like that's not communist like that's not completely common communist communist. you're not going to be playing these like mind games it's not i don't think it's good to be completely capitalist being completely capitalist means that you have a lot more child labor. You have, you know, inhumane wages and, and inhumane working conditions and hours and everything because that's what capitalism is really in support of. It's like cheap, fast, give me mm. my things. But then you can't have completely communist because that's not really fair. That's that communism, like complete communism, I feel like is like also the kind of like, it's corrupt mm-hmm. in a way. Um, so everything is supposed to be on a scale. Everything in between is on a scale. So by vilifying one country, it's like it doesn't, it doesn't work like that, you mm-hmm. know? It's like, I feel like being on either side of the swing is way too much. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to China, our government is more leaning more towards communism. But again, it's not fully communist. It's wrong to say it's fully communism, fully communist because it, again, it trades with other countries. That's not communism. Communism is all about like subsisting on your own things and your own resources and not trading with anyone yeah. else. But um, going back to the point of like, governments don't represent their people or like right. it's like when you say that chinese people are to blame for the virus i dare you to say that to a chinese person who's lost their mother their father their sister their brother their cousin their relatives 
to coronavirus. I dare you to say that it's their fault. Because mm-hmm. that's that's unfair. Or people that like to like vilify China in general just for like or like they like to bring up like the human rights abuses in China, which is like clearly very bad. That's bad. But um but like the government is behind that. Like the like the people of China probably most of them like don't condone that or probably they might not even know about it because they live like the governments aren't completely represented aren't don't completely represent their people that's true anywhere i feel like because in america guess what like more or less half the people are democrats meaning that they don't exactly support trump and a republican trump doesn't like trump doesn't like represent like uh, america as a whole like literally half the country would like would like very totally disagree with you if you said that yeah but so the same thing kind of applies to china it's like the chinese people aren't the same thing as the chinese government and it's kind of like living in america it's like audrey and i grow up in america we live in america and when we hear people like absolutely destroying and like just like slandering the chinese people it hurts because we have family in china all of my family i love going to china like i don't know about china i I love going to china yes it's like there's food there's culture there's thousands of years of history mostly the food mostly the food (laughs) um and it's like my my friends and my 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 relatives and everyone live in china and it hurts because then it's like chinese people they're being it's like they they aren't completely represented by the government the government might be bad corrupt horrible but that doesn't mean that the people that I know in China are bad, corrupt, horrible people. Uh-huh. And then people like to like judge all of China but like by like the bad things happening in a few regions. Which is like don't get me wrong, they're like very bad. Like we should they're be really doing bad. About like, it. The Muslim but, like, camps are like that's bad. like saying all of America is really bad because of the ice camps at the border. Yeah, and it's like it's just unfair. I think it's just like <laughs> this is so long winded, but it's basically just like the the point of this is like people aren't represented necessarily by their government. Chinese people aren't horrible because the government's horrible, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's important to remember that. And when you're blaming Asian people, Chinese people for the coronavirus, you're, it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. And there's this TikToker that's like, that's like this girl who went to graduate school, like studied abroad in China basically. And she just points out all the good things about it. And her entire thing is like, governments don't represent their people. And she's actually gotten like pretty big. And she's made merch that says that exact slogan. What is her name? Like her app, her handle. I forgot. forgot. It starts with like an A though. That's helpful. Um, but anyways, it's just like, if, if, anyone's even listening to this if anyone's taking anything away from this just what we want to say is that normalized racism against chinese people is not okay even though it's been normalized yeah it's not okay even though it's normalized it goes as far back as you know the jokes that everyone thinks that we're just being sensitive for it goes to the fox eye trend the cultural appropriation um it goes to even like when i was talking about the blatant racism of like go back to your railroad and stuff guess what happened to them they got a phone call home and that was it (laughs) um our school district recently posted this thing on instagram and how they're like how they're like encouraging diversity and how they're such a good place for all the different ethnicities and people went off at them in the comments there's like several hundred comments about people just like like people from like different backgrounds just like complaining about like 
like how bad it was for them like how like they were bullied in school than nothing or like how whitewashed like the history our school district teaches is we live in a richer area and um whether you want to admit it or not segregation is still alive in schools it just happens to be de facto instead of de jure it's not legal but it happens you know why the tax dollars that people who live in the houses go go to you know mm -hmm. like the tax dollars that support the schools tend to be more where there are whiter neighborhoods which is why audrey and i if you look at our school i'm gonna tell you there's like two black kids in our school our grade sorry our grade at least there's two black kids and there's like two or three um east asian kids more than two or three five i'd put it less than five. ten yeah. less than ten yeah less than ten and then um um that was for East Asian and then like for South Asian kids for Indian kids yeah um there's like there's more there's, there's more like, maybe like 10 less than 20 10 less than 20 yeah I put it out there yeah but it's like the rest of them guess what they are oh there's also like throw in a couple like Hispanic kids uh -huh. um, and the rest of it like like literally 90% is just white white and the kids that bullied us, they One got, uh, like, they, they barely got a slap on the wrist and they were let go. Like, their parents were mad, but then they, like, played, like, the f false, like, oh, we're so sorry. We'll go apologize to them right away. You want to know how they apologized to us? Literally the fakest. <laughs> like, they just, like, because it just happened to me and Audrey, so they came up for their and like, we're sorry. They ran away. They're like, oh, we're so sorry. We didn't realize it'd be so hurtful. We were never going to do it again and just, like, left. It's like, I can't say for certain whether or not that's because we're Asian and it's like how normalized Asian racism is or anything else, but I can say that I don't think the measures were enough. Also, can I mention that one of them was literally Asian? One of them was literally Indian? Yeah, but it's like, I don't know, it's, it, it, by saying these things, these thoughtless things, you're telling a five-year-old girl that she'll never be beautiful because she's not white. You're telling a five-year-old girl that, you know, she's she should hide a part of herself that, that is very visible and she'll never be able to hide from. That she should hide it as much as she can. That she should try and change everything about her so that she fits more in. She fits more, she more, she fits in better. <laughs> but, you know, you're also telling her that she'll never fit in. And it's like, Audrey and I are 15 and 14. That's really young, but we know racism. Mm -hmm. You know, we know it's alive and it doesn't, it, it, we don't need you to admit it's alive because it is. You just need to acknowledge it. And, and then like try and like, don't be, first of all, like don't be racist, but then like try and like, just help realize it. If someone's saying a joke yeah. that's like racist for like any race, not just like Asian, it's like, it's, just it, it just is important to try and just just be actively anti-racist uh -huh. because things the okay, I, I saw this one quote it's gonna be cheesy it's like the world doesn't change people change the world mm -hmm. so it's like i just hope so bad that the next generation of asian people or kids and girls and boys and people and people and uh, just like I grew up with self-hate um I grew up wanting to be something that I could never be 
and I just I just hope that it, it doesn't end up like that in the future and I hope that it changes <laughs> and I still have an entire list of things to talk about but we did not get to them I think it's fine we can just call this episode we instead of like titling it like anxiety we can just title it like everyday racism yeah or, like yeah coronavirus race why are we we'll figuring out a title we'll figure it out <laughs> okay so thank you for listening if you are listening if you made it this far just um if you're listening just think before you speak before you act because you know you can you can really hurt people and um we love you um have a great day have a great day stay safe out there black lives matter happy pride month um bye other than that bye